swagger on point when I step in Signs in the air for the gang that you're repping Don't get brave when I'm stepping in the rave If you show my love, everything's okay So for a life, you brave to have fun in If there ain't girls in the place, we ain't coming Middle finger up to the Jake, stepping in with the gang Please tell the police they can't come in Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't chat shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Show me a salute, that's gang Pure love for the crew, that's gang Don't chat shit if you ain't gonna bang Just show man a sign if you're down for the gang Welcome back, Juventini. My name is Daniel Anigro, and this is the third episode of the Juventinita Back to Black and White podcast. And, uh, you know, I've been receiving a hell of a lot of praise and a lot of uh, thanks and comments. And, you know, a lot of guys are asking questions, so it's always good to hear. And, you know, we keep it rolling. I want to make this uh, this podcast as kind of a bridge between, you know, us finishing with hopefully finishing with the COVID situation and obviously it's it's I find it's really exciting and uh, now we get to start uh, with the Serie A again and um, so just a, for a quick moment if you guys uh, would like to obviously subscribe that would be in the bottom right corner obviously hit the logo all of that is appreciated and then obviously on Twitter at Juventinita D A L and obviously on Instagram, Juventinita, D-A-L. And i um, happy to announce, obviously, of last night, uh, I'm now on Spotify. So Juventinita, Back to Black and White podcast. There is the three episodes or, well, two episodes, obviously one in two parts. And as of 20 minutes ago, we have finally been put onto Apple Podcast. And uh, so the last one is Google Podcast, but... I'm sure that's going to be coming in that either a day or two. So uh, any obviously Android users will be able to use that. And, you know, I'm really happy that that's possible because I sympathize with all you guys listening. It's a lot easier to hear uh, podcasts while you're driving, obviously on an app that doesn't need to be open. And like I said last time, who wants to buy YouTube premium? So I think that's good. And now uh, without further ado, I'd like to invite a guest on. Uh, he's from Birmingham, England, and he is uh, obviously in the WhatsApp group that we were discussing with Farouk last time. So, Adal, welcome to the podcast. Hello, hello. Thank you. Thank you. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. How are you? Everything's yeah, good with COVID in, uh, in, in, in England? Yeah, right? I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, it's kind of starting to ease uh, a little bit out here. The numbers are coming down, so it's all good news. So, uh, fingers crossed we'll be uh, out of it um, all pretty soon. How about yourself? Yeah, it's doing pretty good here in, uh, in obviously in Calgary and in Alberta. The numbers were pretty low uh, in general. Obviously, there's been a lot worldwide, but uh, fortunately enough, it's kind of only uh, hit the uh, the bigger cities, I would say. But yeah. even then, it, it it hasn't hit the numbers. Thing, fortunately enough, that have been reported in the U.S. and even in Europe. So. We've been yeah, doing a pretty good job, which is nice. Yeah, exactly. And um, 
so first, I know you were telling me that you haven't been on any of the podcasts before, so kind of a like no. a, a kind of a tradition where uh, we get to see <laughs> how you became a Juve fan. I know you were saying that you were uh, you're kind of one of the only Juve fans in in, yeah, in Birmingham, been, so kind of I've explain that a, situation and and how you were. Yeah, I mean, with uh, in terms of how I became a Juve fan, I mean, my sister was actually a Juventus fan before me, uh, my oh. older sister, so. You know, she had an obsession with Del Piero, like uh, many uh, girls did, and uh, <laughs> probably still do. Um, and then I remember Me too. watching. <laughs> well, Don't just so, say so girls. Now, <laughs> 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 um, and uh, yes, yeah, so I just started getting into it a little bit. Um, and then I remember in, it was around Euro. It was Euro 2000 when um, Italy, Italy, France played, and uh, Trezeguet knocked um, knocked uh, knocked Italy out. Uh, well, they won, didn't they, France? Yes, uh, they and did. After that, I just, I just, yeah, I know. After that, I just fell in love uh, just with uh, Juventus, uh, with Del Piero especially. I mean, he was uh, he was like an idol um, pretty much growing up. Um, and then obviously after him was Gigi and uh, and whatnot. But yeah, it was all to do with Del Piero. And ever since, um, yeah, I've been a lifelong Juventus fan. So uh, even when uh, even when we were relegated and all of that, we came back. The seventh place finishes. Then rising back to the top, and now we're in a new era of dominance. So it's, uh, and we've got this whole host of new Juventus fans who have only ever seen success, and uh, lucky them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tell me about it. <laughs> I wish, uh, I wish I didn't have to go through all that. But then, I mean, I guess, no. I guess recently uh, they they've been having to deal with some of the boring play. But I guess that's kind of the worst. The worst that they're getting. Uh, yeah, exactly. I mean, if you're still winning and playing boring, I mean, I I'd be pretty happy with that. Uh, it was it was better than those times playing in you know Serie B and, uh, and exactly back up. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's um, yeah, I mean, absolutely in love with Juventus. Uh, I I guess I guess it's with every fan base, and I think that's just football in general. You know, it's such it's actually it's its own culture. And that's what makes it so amazing. And uh, I mean, the likes of you guys. I mean, firstly, congratulations to you for getting your podcast on Spotify. Um, that's absolutely amazing. Uh, and also Farouk uh, and the guys um, who are the admins in the group. You know, they've created their own little community, and it's grateful, especially fans like me. You know, in a city like Birmingham, where there's not many Juventus fans. <laughs> you know, it's it's great to connect with people <laughs> all around the world. Yeah, I was gonna say. So, is 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 there like a? There's no official club in in Birmingham. That's more of no, no, no. Uh, there's there's not. I mean, from from the group, obviously, there's uh, there's a few guys who I've who I've met and have become really good friends with, uh, who are all based in nice. the UK. And you know what we've said is once uh once the virus and the lockdown kind of finishes and eases, you know, we'll definitely be meeting up and uh, we'll uh, hopefully catch a game together. You know, um, so we look forward to that. Yeah, I think that's just kind of how it starts, right? It, uh, exactly. you know, it was kind of a crazy start. We were having a little bit of a discussion before the podcast, but it was kind of an interesting start to that, to that WhatsApp group. And I know there's a, <laughs> there's a couple separate groups now, but um, for the most yeah. part, it's it's uh, it's a lot of good, uh, a lot of good yeah, chats yeah. about the game and and a variety of topics in Juve. But yeah, yeah it's definitely an interesting I, start. But it is good to hear <laughs> that, you know. You are able to meet people from obviously your city and obviously around the world, and mm. I find it kind of really started with around Turin. Obviously, for me, meeting all these different fans and uh, you know becoming very good friends with them, and obviously maybe not 
seeing each other very often, obviously chatting online, but it's, um, yeah, it's been such a great, uh, great experience with that. I would it say it is. It certainly is. And, uh, so yeah, let's get right into it, man. Um, state of calcio nowadays. Uh, it's, it's awesome that we get to play again. I, I don't know about you, but I was getting really bored and the, U- the UFC TV. came, yeah. yeah, UFC came back and, uh, that was nice, but now Serie yeah, it's 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 going to be really awesome. There's nothing quite there's nothing quite like football. I think uh, I think lockdown would have been a lot easier if uh, football was uh, allowed to be watched uh, and played. Um, no, I, I I actually can't wait. I mean, obviously, you know, you've got you've got the worries about the schedules and what's going to happen. You know, firstly, you know, we've got the Coppa Italia coming up. We've already got something to play for straight away. Something's on the line. You know, the league is uh, is really really close. And then obviously we've got the Champions League, and you know there's always that that worry that you know it's it's technically like they've just had a preseason. Are they going to be coming back up and running straight away? Um, but as a fan, I just can't wait to watch football every three days, and especially Juventus. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, and we're really we're we're only four days away, right? The semi-final yeah. of the Coppa Italia, which is at going to be at the J Stadium on yeah. June 12th. And thankfully, that's a Friday. I know they, they. I don't know why they moved it that extra day. I guess maybe to give a little bit more time for the final. But um, it's on a Friday, and I get Fridays off, so I'm pretty happy about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, 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 that's good for you. I mean, it'll be in the evening here for us, so uh, so yeah, I'll be off, and that'll hopefully be a great start to the weekend. You know, um, hopefully we beat Milan and uh, and onto the final we go. Yeah, I, I've always found that was a weird dynamic. Just explain. Obviously, you guys. Like we watch hockey, obviously football, obviously at that's five to eight o'clock, depending on where you're located. But right. yeah, it's funny how I'm it was always that it was. It, you guys watch soccer, you guys watch football, calcio, whatever you want to call it. At uh, like when we'd watch our our national sports times, but then we're like watching it in the afternoon. It's, it's absolutely crazy. Part. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess it's it's a lot of it's geared towards. Um, Playing around about for for us it's seven forty five p.m. around yeah, about eight exactly. o'clock p.m. always uh, when games are on. Obviously, in terms of the Premier League, that's played throughout the day sometimes, especially on the weekends. Um, but when Juventus are playing, it's normally evening games, so it's uh, either a five o'clock kickoff uh, for us uh, or a uh, or you know seven forty five eight o'clock. So uh, for me. I'm quite happy with that, actually. It's uh, it's when, especially when we're always winning, you know. Yeah, it gets me, it lets me go to bed nice and happy. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Normally, that is true. Normally a good end to the day. Um. So obviously, then the next game, that next semi-final game between Merda and Napoli, will be obviously the following day on the Saturday, and then the final being on the 17th of June um, in Rome at the uh, at the. Olympico. Sadio Olimpico, yes. So, yeah, no, it's going to be interesting. I kind of had a, uh, a question for you in terms of how this works. It's kind of a very interesting way they designed it where, obviously, we're not going to have to deal with the Coppa Italia during the season. Obviously, it's going to be very condensed. Uh, some, some points playing every three days. And uh, then, obviously, rumored the Champions League going to be in August. So, Oh, Does this make? I mean, uh, for the fan, I think like everyone's been talking about, it's going to be a very interesting way to watch. It's just going to be like bang, 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 one after the other. (laughs) So, yeah. yeah, What are your thoughts on that? And do you think? Do you think in terms of? Do you think it's the perfect setup in terms of uh, us finishing right before the Champions League starts, kind of being able to be in form, or 
you think it's kind of a curse because we're going to have to play all these games in a row? And uh, it, it, so, what's yeah, your opinion on that, my friend? I would say it's probably. I mean, the first game having the Coppa Italia before Serie A starts. I think that's perfect. You know, um, you know. Hopefully, we get a trophy in the bag. Confidence is there. Yeah. They've got some minutes in their legs, uh, and they're ready to go straight away. You know, especially with our closest competitors, Lazio. You know, they're they're not they're not playing previous prior to Serie A starting. With the Champions League, I mean, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. It's like if Lazio fall away and we suddenly stroll to the end of the title, perfect. But yeah. if it's if we're playing, you know, if every three days fatigue kicks in, things like that, I think that's probably my only slight worry. I mean, as a fan, I can't wait. Honestly, it's uh, I think it's a blessing <laughs> uh, that we're playing every three days. Uh, but in terms of the players, I do I, I worry I worry about fatigue, um, especially with the heat playing in the heat. Um, especially with playing straight after not having played for two months. I think that's uh, a little bit of a worry. And we've got kind of a team where there's a few big injuries. <laughs> uh, yep. And I, th- I think that, that's what worries me a little bit. But there's only saving grace, I feel, with the Champions League is Leon will not have played. You know? So, yeah, so you're, you're thinking that they're at the disadvantage of... Uh, Certainly. Because I, I've heard of a couple other people and... and I mean, again, everybody's opinion, I think, is fair at this point because we don't know uh, what to expect, right? Like, that's kind of what worries me about the season is there's going to be teams that are going to be shot off like a cannon and then there's teams. Yeah, exactly. and so it's it's really going to be... I don't think it's as straightforward as anyone no. really thinks it's going to be. Obviously, we have the depth. I think, um, well, I know we have a lot of players that are prone to injury, but, you know, <laughs> looking looking at what we have, we certainly have the guns... Yeah. to go the distance right and win this thing out but yeah. i think it's gonna be interesting like i think there's gonna be some sh- i think there's gonna be a lot of shocks um that we're I not think, expecting I, I think so i think that i think the great thing though about it is and having a squad like uh juventus have is uh, that there's gonna be five substitutions so the players should be able to stay fresh for sure yeah you know uh, that thing good change. In terms, yeah and in terms of in terms of the season how it's going to go i have a feeling I mean, as much as I uh, I have a dislike for Inter, they they always start a season well. Uh, that's one thing about Inter, and it's it feels like it's a start of a new season again, even though we're halfway through. So I would I I am you know I'm going to keep a close eye on them because I I think they're going to shoot off like a cannon. Um, you know, a, a typical Conte side. You know, they start off with a with a host of wins and then they normally fade away. Uh, and I feel that will be the case uh, with them. Lazio. I'm hoping they die down because <laughs> yep. I feel at the time, I feel when when the season cut off, they were really, really ahead of steam. They just would not stop winning, were they? Um, and for us, I think for Juve, I think it's been a blessing, to be honest. Uh, getting some time with Sari, getting used to his tactics, I think uh, we're going to see. I think we're going to see a different Juve straight away. Yeah, I, I definitely hope so. I, yeah, and I do feel bad for Lazio because it's like they really like this could either really ruin them or. I mean, who knows? They could they could be going they could go back full steam ahead, but it's yeah. uh, it is when you when you're when you have that momentum and then all of a sudden uh, the end of the tracks <laughs> come and you don't have to play, you don't get to play anymore. It's really a change, and I mean, everyone now teams are going to be coming back healthy too. So it's it's really going to be it really is going to be interesting. And then maybe there's going to be some teams that aren't interested and don't care. So again, it's. I, I think we're in for some very interesting football. And uh, another thing that kind of came up is, which I'm hoping is not going to have to take place, but um, there's kind of been some news around 
what would happen if, let's say, there are cases and maybe there's going to be an outbreak or a second wave, people are calling it. Um, and obviously the option B would be a playoff. So obviously that could be determined. Again, this is all speculative. Mm-hmm. Would it be between two teams? After what's, what round are we talking about, right? So there's a, there would be a lot to determine. But again, a typical playoff could be the top two teams, top four, top six, who knows, right? <laughs> and then obviously there was this funny thing that they added of an algorithm. And I know Al from All Juve casted his, uh, his video the other day and he was talking about how they would calculate it basic, based off of, I guess, win percentage and a whole bunch of other stats. And obviously there would be no Scudetto winner, but um, I think that would just be the worst choice. <laughs> oh, I, really hope we, I really hope we don't get to that point. <laughs> it would be a silly way to end the season. I mean, look, uh, I mean, I, I was reading today how the women's um, calcio has had that got abandoned essentially the season has been abandoned and uh Juventus were nine points clear uh you know that's that's a clear favorite to win to, to win the title yeah. um and it wasn't assigned um but if that is the case I would rather I would rather it be void rather than assigned via an algorithm <laughs> you know uh, well I don't I don't think I don't think anyone will actually win the Scudetto they'll just no. assign for it's a basically Champions League yeah exactly Champions yeah exactly uh in terms of the playoffs I mean I don't get that either. I mean, if it depends how the season finishes. I mean, if one team, if Juventus are six points clear, well, why should we have a playoff? <laughs> you know, um, we're, we're the clear leaders. Uh, yeah. If if it's if it's a playoffs with amongst the top four, well, if if Inter, for example, are ten points off, well, why are they allowed in the playoffs? You know, I guess I guess like that. It's um, it's it's one of those situations where I think it's geared for towards Juventus, not uh. You know, not making Juventus favourites. <laughs> Essentially, uh, we, we all know it's it's a common theme. You know, everyone wants to stop the Juventus dominance, uh, and I guess and I guess that's a protocol there uh, to enable. You know, okay, they can people can say it's fair, um, but yeah. it depends who's leading at the stage. You know, for example, if yeah, Juventus exactly. are second, if Juventus are second at six points off the top, uh, then brilliant. You know, <laughs> it works in our favour. <laughs> uh, but you'd like to think Juventus will be uh, be taking the lead. Yeah, exactly, and. I really hope, like I know Italian politicians and the government are very wishy-washy and just even it even shows with picking the date of when we were all going to restart and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And then basically that they they allowed people to, like so basically society to open up again on the 3rd of, of June. So it was like, I really hope they're not like trigger happy and like one case like stirs the whole pot and like after one round it's like oh yeah but now we're gonna go to the playoff right away yeah i just think they really i know it's gonna be hard but you know i think they should be able to put in put in the work and and get this on and yeah that was uh that obviously the alternative part was um asked by michael in the whatsapp group so thank you for that he's from holland and uh, appreciate that um now to champions league so you were saying that you don't think leon the only thing I'm worried about Lyon is again mm-hmm. something where they're going to be able to study how we're playing at the time, yeah. and they can just and it's only again it's going to be a one uh, one game. One game. Yeah. Obviously, we're down one nothing. So could they perform some? That's the only thing that gets me worried yeah. is they could they could come up with some like magic plan and just like sit back or or counterattack. You know, you never know, right? So that's what's you scares never know. Me. Yeah, the only the only thing that I would say is. If, if you're looking at it, a team 
that is playing day in day out, you know, uh, against other oppositions. The level of it's, for example, I I like to think of it as you know when Juventus sometimes face the bigger teams in the Champions League, and this was over the course of you know the last few seasons where, you know, Syria used to be a struggle for us. Let's be honest, you know, sometimes yeah. the level the level isn't exactly as intense as we would have liked it in previous seasons. You know, then we used to come to yeah. the Champions League and face you know say Real Madrid or something, and it'd be like, wow, what a struggle. You know, we will take ages to get up and running. Now, I feel like that's going to be the case. I think, you know, when you're playing competitively day in, day out, I think that's what gives you that competitive advantage over over uh, against against Lyon. Um, them just playing in training matches, things like that. That level of competitive energy isn't going to be there. And I think that on the day, mentally, we will be more prepared. Physically, they may, you know, they'll, they'll be great. They're, they're going to be able to go 90 minutes nonstop because they're fully rested. But I think mentally we would have we will have the edge at that stage. Yeah, I think I think I I, I have to agree with you. I think uh, yeah, the the inform factor is going to be just too much for that. Even if they come out with some perfect plan, they're just they're not yeah. going to be the legs are not going to be there. But um, yeah, I know it's really looking like a very opportunistic season. I know so, a lot of my uh, a lot of friends that I have that are fans of uh, obviously Bayern or. Uh, Fans of the, extremely well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's that's what they're saying. But they finish, I believe, at the end of June. I, I want to say their season. So that's kind of my point: is who's got it the right way? Is it better just to go in and play? Is it better to finish where we are? We're going to be a little bit too tired, or you yeah, think the Germans it. might have it because they might have a month off before they'll have to play? But they've obviously finished their season, so they won't have to worry about uh, any like big physical injuries in games like that. Maybe some stuff that happens in practice, but. Well, it's gonna be interesting. Who's which it's way was which way is gonna help who the best, right? Which team the best? Anna. Definitely, and I think I think the thing is, I mean, I'll probably go back to you know when we lost when we lost in Cardiff, and you know you, you've seen say Giorgio Chiellini talk about it, you've seen Bernucci talk about it, and it's about how we we had a lack of energy. You know, we were exhausted yep. <laughs> towards the end of the season. And uh, obviously, I, I, I probably don't believe it. <laughs> something went on in that dressing room. I just, uh, hate, I just hate hearing that. Every time I hear that, it's just like a cringe, man. It's like, yeah, oh. Like, Please don't God. say this. Please don't say this. But if that is the case, you know, uh, then they are exhausted. But we've, we're now going to be fully rested. I mean, for example, the likes of Ronaldo. He's fully rested. You've got a live kicking Cristiano at this stage of the season. I mean, I don't think, uh, you know, I don't think you can get any more of an advantage <laughs> yeah, know, exactly. than, having a, than having a fully rested Cristiano Ronaldo. Uh, and, you know, his motivation is always going to be there. And I, I genuinely feel that he's going, to, he's going to carry us towards glory this year. I mean, whether Champions League, you know, whether we win it or not, I just, I just feel that this guy is so motivated. And I just kind of get the sense, I don't know what it is, I can't put my finger on it, that the, the Juventus team, are you know super motivated at the moment? You know, Giorgio Chiellini's back as well. I'm oh, okay. I know he's he's having some muscular fatigue and whatnot, but he's back. You know, we've got Gigi, we've got Cristiano. Uh, obviously, we've got Paolo. Um, there's some leaders in the team, and I think that's what's going to carry us forward uh, towards towards some trophies, hopefully. Yeah, I, th- I think the Kalini thing is just a matter of him not playing for such a while, like a long. Definitely. He came back after the injury. I know a lot of people were were stressing over it, but I think it's it's nothing really to worry about. I think it just it's be- being match fit, and obviously, uh, torn ACL is pretty serious. So 
coming back. It takes a little bit of time. And again, I'm happy that he wasn't rushed in and, you know, just take the right, because we're going to need it. Right. I think the training and the, the kind of how players are getting refreshed after each game and in between games and every few yeah. days, it's going to be one of the most key factors into what ha- what plays out. And yeah, no, I, I agree. I think it's it almost feels like destiny, but we'll have to wait and see on that. Obviously, the Champions League final um, won't be played in Istanbul. It's really it's really gearing towards Lisbon now, which has been reported in Beeld, the German newspaper. Um, so obviously, I, I'm like I've explained last week uh, or last podcast that um, there's going to be an assemb- an executive assembly meeting on June 17th, and I think that's where everything's going to be determined where they want to have everything. I think it's kind of smart. They're going to give everyone the, the I mean, the last eight ties, or the outstanding ties that they had. Uh, I think those will be completed where they need to be completed. Obviously, Juve will be at home. Hopefully, that is the case. Um, and then, obviously, all the, the remaining eight teams will play the quarterfinals, and then, obviously, semis and the final in that one area. So, I think it makes sense. It's proactive and... Um, yeah, uh, what do you think about that? I think it's pretty straightforward. But... I think, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a brilliant decision by um, um, you know, let let the fixtures finish and wherever they're supposed to be played, um, and then yeah, just and just do it the semi-finals and finals, you know, in one place. Um, I think that's 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 a very sensible decision by them, uh, and if they it's in Portugal, uh, even better for us. <laughs> we'll, we'll have, we'll yeah, have, I know. We'll have a very very motivated uh, Cristiano. So. Um, so yeah, I think that's that makes perfect sense for us. What was the um, in terms of say playing? What was the date like in terms of for us playing our round of fifteen? See, I, I I know there's been this rumored August seventh. I don't want to say it yet because mm. I mean I know it's like I said there's it's been rumored that August seventh is going to be the the oh, at least the date that Juve plays. I would I would assume somewhere in there. Um, yeah, I would I would hope that they kind of. Gave Serie A a little bit of room, even if it's like the following week, right? But um, I don't know how I don't know how that'll happen. I don't know if that'll happen, right? Because again, the Germans are going to be wanting to play uh, as fast as possible because they they'll they'll have their season done by then if everything obviously runs smoothly and nothing really changes. But Hmm. so hopefully that's the case. But uh, yeah, dates. I mean. And then the obviously I think I've said last week that the final would probably be on the 29th or at probably the end of August just because the season is supposed to get back underway on the 1st which is going to be this is going to be all very interesting once we get to that point of how everything the transfer going to market opens there as well doesn't it <laughs> Well yeah that's that's the thing so I know there's been that's kind of the perfect segue into uh the next segment of being the transfer market and yeah, now it's been rumored that the summer transfer window will open on this on September first, October fifth. So, yeah, I think this is going to be really interesting because I was talking to Juventino for Life on Twitter, and we we're kind of going back and forth about the financials and kind of I believe Roma had a loss of 143 million, yeah, which was reported, and the financial period of for Juve ends always on the first of June. So I'm really curious to see. I mean, I, I think UEFA is going to be proactive and not like 
not really enforce FFP because of what's happened and the revenue losses and stuff like that. So I think it's going to be, that'll be all moved forward. But so there, it's not like we're waiting to like balance anything. I know someone was saying that there's going to be a, there's a period where you can like balance your books by making transfers. But I just, I don't like the concept of having this transfer window open, making it more difficult on top of having to organize all of this where you're going to have players going here and there and then okay is he allowed to play in the Champions League or not I think it's just better you leave it till the end extend it for have it for two the two months obviously into the next season and um, I think yeah no those are perfect that's kind of what I've thought it was going to be um, I hope hopefully that sticks yeah, but um, yeah no I like I like to I like that and it's weird how there's all these like everyone's like confirming deals and not confirming deals, and then the next day it's like the rumors. It's going crazy over here. It's, it's uh, yeah, it's I, I like to call it silly season because uh, <laughs> that's that's exactly what it is. Um, you know, we're linked to pretty much everyone, <laughs> every midfielder that there is exactly. in the world. Uh, Juventus will get linked to. Um, and look, I, you know, some of them might be true, uh, and hopefully some of them are true. But when you hear certain names, you're like, oh, please. Please don't let that be true. <laughs> uh, but in terms of the financials, look, obviously, it's going, we're going to have taken a huge loss. I like to think that the the seventy percent salary cut that we took, which was probably equates to what ninety million um, yeah. euros, I like to think that will probably negate some of the losses um, that we're probably getting because of COVID. Um, but I guess yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens when the books come out. So so yeah, and, and I'm definitely going to be looking into doing a whole. A podcast on that because I find we just there's a whole bunch of numbers that get thrown out and then people are not people think this that and the other thing and it's easy to look on Twitter and this person report this that so I think you know I'm I'm really looking forward to that and I think I have a couple people lined up for that podcast so stay tuned um, but um, just in general like what do you think the transfer strategy is obviously again I it's it's probably not going to be till September, but what do you what do you see as UVA's transfer strategy? I know all of our fans, well, a lot of our fans are calling for the midfield to finally be upgraded. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> what do you think? I, I, I feel our transfer strategy this year is purely about capital gains. Um, yes, we will look to, obviously, as always, they will look to improve certain areas. They will try to get people out off the books, uh, i.e. green. Um, you know, he, he weighs heavily on us, uh, on the books. Um, and it's all pretty much to probably avoid making a huge transfer, you know, uh, a massive sale. I guess the Pianic, it will be centred towards uh, swap deals. I think we've seen Romeo uh, Agresti say, Di Marzio say, I mean, that this transfer market will be heavily focused on swap deals. And you can kind of see that already, I mean, with the Rome, with Roma, yeah. uh, how we're already discussing swaps. Um, Cristante, maybe coming in um i'm not too sure about him as a player i mean maybe great previously but recently hasn't been too good um yeah i think he might add an upgrade to the midfield if we you know we were able to ship off someone like um kadira um but even though i don't <laughs> think that will happen <laughs> uh i i think everyone's uh, wish yeah i think i think the pagba pagba we will certainly be going for pagba i don't think there's two ways about it even if it leaves us in some sort of financial difficulty, I think they will make sure that deal happens if there's an opportunity to make it happen at a reasonable price. Uh, but other than that, I think, um, yeah, it will be a swap deal. Pjanic, is, Pjanic holds value. Pjanic is the only player who's probably allowed, able to 
to leave the team who holds significant value. I think we saw a snapshot today of the most valuable Serie A players. I mean, Rodrigo Bentaco isn't going anywhere. Uh, Dybala now isn't going anywhere. Uh, Cristiano isn't going anywhere. And Dele, obviously, he isn't going. So um, Pjanic is the only one who holds significant value for us at the moment. Uh, maybe Demiral, you know. I, he, I think his value is a bit high. I think Juventus, I think we might be in a bit of a shock. We're a bit of a shock with Demiral. Because um, I have a feeling there's, there's a lot of suitors for him. And obviously, we're looking for upgrades in midfield. Um, so, yeah, I think they'll, we'll go back to our classic loan with obligation to buy. <laughs> those those moves uh, again. And, uh, yeah, and some swap deals. How about yourself? What do you think our strategy will be? I got to agree with a lot of what you said. I think it's – I was very – I would say pessimistic on thinking a lot of the deals that were discussed. I mean, again, we got to make we, we're really we put a put a, we put ourselves in a bad spot with financially. So, and then obviously COVID nineteen happens, and we really get in a bad position because the revenue is not there. So, yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a lot of swaps. I think, I think, even the Pogba deal. I think it's very difficult. And I was actually shocked to to learn uh, listening to. Uh, all Juve cast last night. His their re- that recent podcast. Um, that yeah, Pogba, Pogba's uh, contract does expire in 2021. I did not realize that. So yeah, that is also even. I think that really kind of motivates us in a way that if they don't want to lose them, kind of thing, they're going to be a lot more uh, susceptible to deal with. So. I think I think that's yeah I know it definitely could be potential in 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 Pogba now a lot of people say do we need him do we want to spend that kind of money I think you you do look to bring a, a key piece like that in if you can um, but yeah again I think it's just going to be minor things I think it's just going to be getting the books in in order maybe getting rid of Deshilio I'm surprised but I'm surprised this story is still <laughs> sticking I'm shocked my friend. I am he, shocked. He was wanted by PSG and uh, like it's, and now it's Barcelona. I mean, are we not seeing something? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they're gonna give him some steroids or something. I have no. I have no idea. They're gonna put him in like, like Captain America s. Put him in a, a chamber and turn him into this jacked guy or something. I have. Uh, no... I, I don't know what he's got. To be honest with you, Silio, you know, I, I, I genuinely, I think he's a good defender. I just think it's a mentality thing. I think playing for Juventus is too big for him. Uh, yeah. You know, he just makes too many high-profile mistakes. But at times, he seems so solid. He's one of those players that I think would probably be better suited as a centre-back rather than a right-back. Yeah. That's that, that's what I feel with this video. You know, he, he's great in the tackle, but he just doesn't have much else <laughs> to his game. Uh, so, you know, hopefully we can get rid of him. Uh, and, you know, I think Quadrado and Danilo will stay at right-back. I don't, I don't think that's changing for us. Um, I think we need to kind of get used to that. Them two will probably be our right back options going forward. Um, so yeah, I don't know what's going to happen on the left. Uh, yeah, I just I just wish we didn't have to put. I know he's done a very good job for us. I I was playing FIFA for like the first time in a really long time, and I looked and I was like Quadrado right back, and I'm like, oh god, yes, I guess he is going right back. Yeah. And I'm like, we gotta fix that. But I don't. I'm not yeah. sure if that's. I'm not sure if that's gonna happen. Obviously, in the I next window. But, yeah, I think. I think um, Danilo was too much. Um, you know, in terms of the swap deal, I think. I think yeah. Danilo will be the first choice. Uh, really, Quadrado. I would prefer him as a sub, playing on the right wing. I think yeah. he does an absolutely brilliant job. 
so much pace uh, to come on to come on with. I think he's such a weapon. Um, but I just feel that they're just going to continue using him as a makeshift right back. So, um, Rafa from the obviously the WhatsApp group, and who I'm yeah. hoping to have on for the the uh, the official Milan Juve preview, which will be yeah. in a few days. He asked, uh, "What do you think of the uh, the Milik? Uh, obviously, there's been rumors that he's uh, or he's had an agreement with Juve in terms of obviously a contract." Um, mm-hmm. I'm just not completely convinced with this guy, especially hearing that he has, uh, well, he's had injury problems, obviously, with Napoli. And apparently he's got a clause of about $40 million, and I just do not think we should be giving that kind of money for a guy. We certainly can't. We certainly, certainly can't be giving $40 million out on a guy like Milik. You know, he's not, he's not a proven goal scorer. It's not, it's not like he scores 20 goals a season uh, right. for the last five seasons. Five seasons. Um, I what I think is if we if we were to get him for say around twenty million, I think that would be a brilliant deal. Um, then I'd be very happy with it because uh, I think he's perfect. What we need up top is clear now, and and this is what frustrates me a little bit why we let Mandzukic go because um, I feel that's the kind of player we would actually need up top to get the best out of Dybala and Ronaldo, and this is why they want to bring someone like uh, like Milik in now. Um, but yes, you know he's he's technically gifted. He can score goals. He's physically imposing. Um, so yeah, if we can get him on a cut price deal, brilliant. But if it's forty million, I think that's just a waste of money. Yeah, I I, I just I think it's way too expensive. Way too expensive. And um, what about the? I know there's obviously still rumors, still talks about Arthur and and Pjanic swap. Um, what did you think of Pjanic? Like. What's your kind of thoughts on how he ended last season? And do you think now it's too late and we kind of have to move him? Or what do you think? And, and then obviously, obviously on Arthur, how do you, do you really rate him? And I think it's more of a George Mendes uh, kind of pushing for this because it's yeah. his player. And obviously sure. he's Ronaldo's agent. And as soon as I found that out, I was like, oh. Now it's all making sense to me. <laughs> so, what do you, what did you, what's your opinion on that? I mean, I mean, firstly with Pjanic, I I think Pjanic is such a wonderful footballer. I just feel it's a shame that he stayed. I mean, as brilliant as Allegri was, and you know, forever thankful for what he did to Juventus. His methods are so ingrained into the likes of, and I don't think it's just Pjanic. I think those methods are ingrained into the likes of Benucci. I think their methods are ingrained in the likes of Alexandro. And I also think those methods are ingrained in the likes of uh, Pjanic. Uh, all three of those specifically, I think if we are to see the actual sorry ball that we want to see, it's it's those three who have to make the biggest change, purely because they're so used to passing back. You know, uh, sorry wants to yeah. see triangles going forward. These guys play triangles going backwards. And I think that's the biggest issue there. You know, technically gifted, Pjanic is amazing. Um, he's absolutely sensational. But where do you actually play him? I mean, I've heard a lot about, you know, do we, do we play him behind the strikers as a tranquilista? No, I don't think he can play there because I don't think he has the energy to play in that role. Yeah, I agree. You know, he doesn't have the legs. Um, can he play where he's playing now? No, because I don't think he's got... Again, he hasn't got the physical attributes to play there. Yes, he's brilliant at pass off the ball, but he's not a great tackler off the ball. Can you play him on the left? Can you play him on the right? Well, no, because, again that requires box-to-box energy and he doesn't have that and I think in the new Sari system 
someone like uh, Rodrigo Bentancur is perfect for that position. I don't think there's a there's room for there's room for Pjanic anymore, and it's such a shame because he's he's given so much uh, and he's been so loyal. You know, you can see he actually loves playing for Juventus and playing for the shirt. Um, but if we can get a player like Arthur uh, in exchange, or oh, oh, well, the ideal one for me, for me, it would be Verratti. Yeah, I agree. I think, I think Verratti is made, or Jorginho. And I know a lot of people in the group chat might be might be against that, but I think Jorginho <laughs> is the perfect fit. Is the perfect fit uh, for this team uh, to play alongside uh, Rodrigo Bentancur. Um, but Arthur, I think, what would happen? If Arthur's look, there's there's no two ways about it. He's he's so so gifted. Um, he's very very gifted, and you can kind of see how good a player is by how their fans react. And I've been reading, you know, Barca Twitter, and they are going absolutely crazy. Like, oh, okay. why would we let him go? Uh, no, not him, not him, not him. Um, but then what what I, what worries me is why are Barca trying to force him out the door so much? What are we yeah. seeing? It, it... It seems like they're really pushing. That's what scares me is they're really pushing. I didn't notice that actually yeah. about their fans. So it's it's a great point you brought up there. But um, yeah, but the yeah. fans don't actually want him to leave. How about yeah, you? It's weird. What, what, what do you think about the deal? To be honest, I'm not a big fan of the guy. I, I As soon as I found out that he didn't want really want to come and, again, they were pushing really hard, yeah. I'm just like, this just seems too good to be. This seems like a bad thing waiting to happen for, on our end. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm not... I, I'm not going to lie, I haven't really seen him play that much, so I can't really comment on his technical yeah, ability. I've but um, games. I watched a few of his games. And, you know, but yeah. He's technically brilliant, great dribbler, great pass off the ball, he's got bags of energy. Um, so listen, in a sorry system, I think he'd be, I think he'd be really, really good. Um, but not the profile of midfielder that I feel that we need. It's a Jorginho, mm-hmm. it's a Verratti that we need. If you're going to replace Pjanic, you need one of them too. I don't think well, and I th- and I think you're right in terms of if you're going to keep sorry for another season, then um, I think Jorginho knowing how he wants him to play and how he would fit in that position, I think that's kind of your your go-to. I think it's a smart move, even though yeah. a lot of fans, like you said, might not be up for it. But yeah, I think I think that's. And what do you think? Like, if let's say we were to make this deal, um, a lot of there was a question on the group chat that also said, "Do you think it opens up?" up to buy, like, obviously to Certainly. get a couple more midfield Certainly. players? Certainly. Or do you think that'll be, like, the end? Do you think that's kind of, like, the deal no. of the the, mar- of the Mercato? I, I certainly don't. I think uh, I think the only reason we are trying to ship that off is, A, we're going to make some capital gains from it, which is brilliant. But also, it leaves us with any necess- any cash that we do have available that that is going to be spent on the big money signing, which is the Pogba deal. And I think that's what everything is giving to Oh, okay. To, it, I, I feel that we're trying to balance the book so that we can go full on for Pogba because there's just too many rumours. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, genuinely, I, that's what, I, I don't think that would be the big signing. I have a feeling there's there's two signings coming in midfield. One will involve a swap deal. But I'm not, and it doesn't necessarily have to just be Pogba. You know, Zaniolo, is, he's, he's, his name is being tightened a lot. You know, we've been after him for a little while. You can... You know, he was on Patrici's little list, um, and I have a feeling if he does become available, Juventus will snap him up. Um, but again, we're going to need cash for that. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I think there will be two signings in midfield. I think we will see Rabiot leave, and I think we will see Pjanic leave. Um, Kadira Matuidi will stay. Ramsey, I have a feeling he's going to stay as well. 
uh, unless Man United won him in the exchange for Pogba, right. which if they do, brilliant, take him. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, I think we'll, we'll definitely sign two midfielders, I think. Awesome. So just rattling, um, obviously, some of the questions from the WhatsApp group, and I thank everyone on the, the group for uh, surprising me and putting like a lot of questions in, and uh, I appreciate that as always, and I'll definitely be reaching out again in the future. So thanks, guys. Um, there was a question about Alexandro and um, should we get rid of him while we have the chance? And has he lost the passion uh, for the shirt? And what do you, what are your thoughts on that? I so yeah, I mean, I, I said it in an earlier in an earlier response. I think he's a he's fallen victim to the Allegri methods, and for for a little while, I saw that he was just too slow. He just feels like he doesn't want to attack at all. Uh, brilliant defensively, absolutely monster uh, defender. He just seems so slow going forward, just always wants to pass back, and that was what was frustrating me. However, in the last couple of games, what I saw was the old, old Alexandro, and he really put in that shift, and that's what I want to see from him. But if we can ship him off, who do we bring in in return? Is Pellegrini ready to come in and step in yeah. on left back? I don't see another left back out there in the world that guarantees us defensive solidity like Sandro does. Because what you've got to remember is one thing is that we've suddenly become slightly more vulnerable at the back. We have, because, you know, we're a more attacking right. team. Exactly. We're a more attacking team. Now, do we bring in someone like Alex Tellez, who's brilliant going forward, but who's going to protect them? You know, Ronaldo is not going to track back on the left wing. Tellez not being the best defender, then you've got to play someone like Matuidi there. You know, so that's why I would actually keep Sandro. Yes, I think he lost a bit of motivation, but I just think he needed some time to adapt to the new tactics. You know, who wouldn't? Sorry's system is, it takes teams... Uh, you know, look, it took Chelsea over a year to get used to it. Yeah. And I think there's a lot, there's a lot of movement as well. You got to be moving a lot. So and much movement. I think so much movement. since we didn't have any real backup, uh, like he's just been running to the ground. He's just played too and much. So I think this break will do him great. That's kind of what I thought. And I think with Allegri, just like you said, it got stale. And that's kind of why last season wasn't, there was, it was really generally a stale kind of tactic it was, yeah. in terms of everyone. So I, I don't really fault him for that. And yeah, no, I think like he really hasn't had a chance. That's kind of like, you said it perfectly, like who's going to replace him? I know a lot of fans here are like, yeah, get rid of him. If I were to get rid of him, it would probably have been last year because there was like big money being thrown around. Or yeah. I mean, again, everything's hypothetical, but there was hypothetically money being thrown around. So I think now you're not going to kind of, you're not going to fetch that kind of money that we're looking for at this point in time, even though he is worth a lot. I still think he's worth a lot of money and just teams aren't going to be willing to be able to pay uh, 50, 60, 70 million for, yeah, for a left back. And then again, who do you replace? That, I always have that. I always say that same thing. Like you said, it's, it's, it's easy to talk and say, yeah, uh, there's tons of left backs out there, but you know, at the end of the day, it's about who's willing to sell them. And I just find they're so hard to come by left backs and right backs. It's it's really tough to find. So I think when yeah, you have yeah. them, you got to try and make it work as best as you can. Mm, mm. And um, yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I wouldn't. I think Pjanic too. Um, I think he would have been best sold a couple of years ago. I've been really critical of him as well. But yeah. I think right now it's. Again, like we've been saying, swaps and stuff like that. Um, realistic defensive midfield options. I think we've kind of covered that. Mm -hmm. I think Jorginho and 
Verratti would be good. I really like uh, Tonali, and I'm very disappointed in how you guys been treating this. I know. I know. Um, I and even Zaniolo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I've been really... like. It just seems like management is not on the ball, and they haven't been on the ball, I think, for a few years now. So it's, yeah. it's kind of disheartening that now we're going to be... Well, I mean, again, nothing's done. Obviously, transfer window, is it open, is it not? But it does seem like it's not going in our direction. So, I guess the thing about Tonali, the only thing that I would say about Tonali, I don't think he's the profile of midfielder that Sarri needs. And I think what Juventus are trying to do is guarantee right. success now. And I think I think when we look, I mean, you made a point about, you know, all the board on, on, on the ball uh, recently. And some of the decision-making is like, okay, why are we doing this? Why are we doing that? I just think everything's geared towards short-term success at the yeah. moment, you know. Uh, and that's why I feel that we haven't pressed for Tonali. Yes, he's a brilliant talent. Yes, you know, who wouldn't like him? However, is he the kind of player who's going to come in and slot into into our team right now? No, because I think Rodrigo Bentancur is a better player than him. You know, I think in that role, I think I think we've got what we need, and there's the, the management, the coach has the trust in him. I think the kind of midfielder that we need is i.e. the likes of uh, maybe someone like a, a, a Jorginho, of course, you need a passer, but also someone maybe like a Partey. Now, Partey is the kind of player that I would love in our team, an absolute destroyer. Yeah, I agree. That's the kind, that's, that's the profiles we're looking for. I don't think Tonali's that profile. You know, it's going to be either a player who's more box-to-box, you know... To a better version of Matuidi. Yeah, basically, yeah, it's going to be either that, uh, but, you know, maybe the likes of Zaniolo, uh, someone like Zaniolo who can kind of Zaniolo Arthur, who's going to get forward, you know, uh, a Pogba-esque. Uh, or, and at the same time, we're also looking for someone to come in and sit in front of the defence. Because I think Rodrigo, if we get a Jorginho or get a Verratti, I think uh, Rodrigo will move over to the left-hand side. In the, in the end, I think he will move oh, over okay. to the left. And, and, that's, and I feel it will be... I think we're going to end with Jorginho, Bentancur, Matuidi, Khadira and Ramsey. Um, I, I feel that's going to be... The overall midfield. I'm hoping we add one more in there. <laughs> uh, I'm hoping yeah. there's another in there. But I just feel like that's what it's, we're going to end up with. I think Ramsey is the key. I think Ramsey is, if he stays fit, I think he's absolutely brilliant. Um, his link-up play going forward. I think he will take Kadira out of the team straight away. Um, well, I, I definitely hope that's the case. <laughs> yeah, I think everyone does. And I only think the only reason it's rumored Kadira's playing this week is only because Ramsey is not. He's not fit enough. Otherwise. Otherwise, he would he wouldn't be there. And this yes. is the thing. Asari's oh, system yeah, exactly. is someone. Who, yeah, Asari's system is someone who's going to get into the box. You know, remember Hamstick. You know, how many goals did Hamstick used to pop up and score? Because that's that's the kind of midfielder you had. He had an Allen. He had a Jorginho. He had a Hamstick. Yeah. You know, uh, is a Zielinski. You know, you need. That's what Sari needs. You know, those players. You know, short passes, get into the box, someone who can track back. So I yeah, Tonali. I I just don't feel like he's the profile we're looking for at the moment. No, fair point. Very fair point. Um, before we kind of ended on the transfers, uh, I kind of wanted to bring up uh, kind of a topic that's that's obviously very prevalent, journalism. Um, you know, after a bunch of pro- high-profile, you know, interviews with Romeo Agresti and uh, you have the big names like Gianluca Di Marzio and uh, Fabrizio Romano. And um, I'm just... It's kind of funny because we we take it seems like you look at Juve Twitter and like Fodi Twitter and and it's hilarious how these 
it seems like every other day the the needle's moving, right? And Definitely. you know, you you look at the the deal for uh, Kambula, who's from who's a defender from Verona, mm-hmm. and I swear the other day it was thirty two million. We had locked him in, and I, <laughs> and as of me checking about an hour ago, Inter is now somehow <laughs> ahead of us. So it's just crazy. I think a lot of it is. You know, a lot of these guys, I'm not trying to accuse them of, like, doing it for clicks, but I think there's there's a very heavy, you know, Certainly. touch I of mean, putting, like, you know what I mean? Because you only know so I, much. I, I mean, as, I, as, I, I as, good, as, as good as these guys are at their job, I mean, everyone, you're only getting the information you've been told, right? Relaying it and the exactly. connections you've made, right? So it's like... It seems like it's very. It's like in, you look at the the Arthur saga and all that. So it's it's hilarious to see all of the stuff that's been coming out. And I think people are getting excited excited too quickly when we really we don't. Again, the transfer window won't be till September, you know, potentially. And it's like then you look at the Chelsea, the the Timo Werner move. Chelsea think it was thought it was locked up, and then like the date. It was locked up, and then the day later, RB Leipzig was like, yeah, by the way, that hasn't happened, so I don't know what they're talking about. But they've <laughs> got an agreement with the player, so it's just been kind of a, a circus almost. Uh, uh, I think that's, that's the thing about it. As I said, it's silly, it's silly season. You know, sometimes there's slow news days, and, you know, you just see a random interview, you know, pop up from uh, yeah. Romeo or, um, you know, uh, Di Mazzio. Or, or my favorite, uh, Mamblano. Uh, yep, I forgot <laughs> to mention with, him. Yeah, who comes out with fairy tales. Um, but yeah, look, and, and sometimes you know, you are like, okay, well, is there, are, what are you actually telling us? It's near here or there. Who is yeah. the favorite for them? Um, but if I was, you know, for example, if you were to rank them and who, who do I feel the most confidence in when they talk, I would say Agresti. You know, I, I, I certainly I have the confidence in him. Dimazio, I just feel he's more geared towards Inter. Um, and yeah, I, I'm not sure. I think he's kind of starting to maybe lose a tiny bit of credibility. Uh, but Agresti, I would say, is number one. And then obviously, the one who I love hearing from is Mamblano because I feel like Mamblano is just a Juventus fan talking uh, about <laughs> fantasies. <laughs> uh, and I love hearing it. I'm like, yeah. He's like the little voice in the back of your head. He's like, yeah, exactly. He's like, you know, <laughs> according to him, Guardiola's already coaching us, you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, how about you? How, who, who do you feel the most confident in? You know what? To be honest, I think it's just it's such a, a, a difficult job. Like yeah. I hate I hate the transfer market seasons. It's probably my least favorite part about the sport. But um, I, I think it's it's all valid, right? Like certain people. I'm 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 not going to say that people are assuming different things, but I think there is a, a part of that, like how you want to tell a half truth or how you want to represent uh, what someone's told you that is friends with so-and-so that talk to this person, right? It's, it's, it's very, uh, like I said, it's a very difficult job, but it's also something where uh, I always say, I, the only thing that I care about is the official announcement from the government. And sometimes that isn't even good enough because, you know, when we have uh, the situation with Axel Witzel and stuff like that, where uh, we thought the medical was done and, and then the deal basically falls through. So, yeah, I mean, for me, it's I follow pretty much all of the the major accounts on, on in news and and in obviously all of the papers. Obviously, get Zeta del Sport and 
tutto sport but you know again a lot of the times it's a biz you got to think too it's a business too right and they got to sell newspapers exactly and they're going to do it and again same with these guys right they get they get uh ad revenue by how many clicks and stuff like that so i mean it's all i I think uh, at the end of the day it's all up in the air until the guy has the jersey in his hand and they're doing the press conference that's my (laughs) opinion so but um, yeah, no, I've never been a fan of this season. Yeah, <laughs> to be I completely, completely agree with that. But um, let's get into a little bit. You know, we'll kind of get briefly into the Coppa Italia game that's uh, that's about to come up. And I don't want to get too heavily because uh, sure. obviously, me and Rafa, I think, are going to be going <laughs> over it. But um, it. you know, kind of, what do you see? How do you see it playing out? Um, obviously Zlatan won't be there for Milan because of his injury um, I think they're going to be coming out in the Christmas tree formation 4-3-2-1 yeah. and um, obviously we're going to be playing 4-3-3 um, obviously at home but not really at home kind of how do you see it playing out and maybe give us your prediction I well if, if I go by way of prediction uh, I'm going to say Juventus are going to win I think uh I think we will win comfortably. Um, I genuinely feel that we will win comfortably. The only reason I say this, I just if I'm going back to the intermatch, I just felt that if once once we went one 0 up, did you see the confidence we were playing in? That was sorry, boy. You know, yeah. that was the team that had clicked, um, and and that's what I really feel that we're going to take into this game. I just feel that Juventus are going to come out on another in on on another level. Um, the only bit that worries me, the only bit that worries me is that's my gut instinct that we're going to come out, we're going to play some good football and we're going to put them away. You know, Zlatan not playing is brilliant. You know, that big imposing presence because the guy's got the ability to do magic. He's just Zlatan and yeah. it. Um, we're obviously the stronger team. It's 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 like coming straight out of preseason. What's going to happen? It's a bit of an unknown. Yeah. We've got that. I just got a, my gut instinct tells me that, you know what, I've got confidence in the Juventus. I don't fear Milan. Um, I don't think they've got the weapons to hurt us. Um, whether if if we were coming out and having to play Inter or Lazio, I'd be like, oh, okay. You know, I'm, I'm a slightly yeah. nervous. I don't I don't have any nerves against AC. You know, we've got the away goal. I feel we you know we will go ahead pretty pretty quickly. The only bit that worries me is Matuidi and Cathedral playing. Um, I don't <laughs> see how you can play sorry ball with both of them in a team. You know, Kadira touches the ball probably 20 times in the match. Uh, <laughs> Matuidi, Matuidi can't hold on to the ball, you know, longer than two touches. Uh, and, and this is what worries me slightly. Uh, I would have been a lot more confident, say, if a, a Ramsey was playing, um, you know, instead of Kadira. Um, because I just feel a bit sorry for Rodrigo Bentancourt. You know, he's going to try to play a quick one twos yeah. or whatnot. And it's um, he's going to go to Sami and uh, Sami's just going to pass it to the side or he's going to go to Matuidi and... He's just going to pass it to Ronaldo or run into someone. That's what worries me. <laughs> <laughs> well, and even on even on the defensive end too, right? Like I've I swear I don't know how many games. Like it seems like he just does it all the time. He just doesn't he doesn't mark coming back on the defensive end, and we've let I don't know how many goals in. I know Parma just sticks out. Game against Parma sticks out in my mind. Clearly, but um, yeah, I know it seems like uh, obviously we've been saying with these all these games going to be kind of condensed and packed in that now obviously Ramsey is being uh, looked at and he's in his own program now and same with Chiellini obviously we've said. Mm-hmm. I've heard Dybala, I'm not sure yeah. 
we'll have to wait a couple of days because you know the news changes. I'm uh, saying he's not 100 percent fit. He said himself. Yeah, but but I, I think the ball starts. I, so I, I think. I yeah. yeah, I think I think that's pretty. I think he's gonna play. Um, obviously, we're gonna have Buffon and goal. I have no problem with that. Yeah. Someone was trying to troll on Twitter. And I'm not going to mention his name, but he's trying to blame Buffon. But anyways. Oh, come on. You can never... Gigi can do whatever he wants. He, he can exactly. Uh, but, uh, yeah, no. And then uh, who else? I believe so. It's Chiellini. Uh, Iguain so has also had Iguain, fitness, yeah. fitness issues. And, uh, so. and obviously Demiral, he's, he's out as well. But he's exactly. making good progress. Um, I, I look at... I don't expect to see Demiral playing many games between now and the so, end. So, Felix asked... Also, again, from the WhatsApp group, um, what do you think if uh, Bernardeschi has to play in his original position? Obviously, that would be uh, wow. weird. So, yeah, what do you think? think do you think, think, do you think, think that's going to happen for this game, or do you think I, it'll I, be... I, I don't think specifically for this game. I think Douglas Costa is starting, unless he picks up an injury between now and then, which is obviously possible. <laughs> uh, which is possible. He can, he can pick up an injury sleeping. Uh, <laughs> uh, but, uh, no, I think, I think, Doug, I think Juventus are going to go for the juggler. Uh, I think Sarri's been waiting in order to be able to play them. And I think the thing is about playing them three up top, the reason why Sarri might feel he can do it is because Matuidi and Kadira are playing. Because, look, I know I, we bash, we all bash Sami, Kadira and whatnot. Sami is always in the right place. That's, that's, that's one thing about it. He, he kind of brings a balance to the side. And, yeah. and look, and, and I, we, we do criticise him, but let's look at it. In every team he's played for, under every coach, he starts. Yeah. Even for Germany, up until not long ago, he was starting. You know, uh, you, the, this this guy has a, an ability to be in the right place at the right time. Yes, his technical ability might not be there as much anymore. But if you look at it from the seasons when he when he first came to Juventus up until now, who scores our most goals from midfield? You know, it's since Sami's been here, it's Sami right. Kadira who scores quite a lot of goals. You know. And the reason why is because he's in the right place at the right time. Uh, and I think that is why we're going to play those front three attacking-wise, because defensively, Matuidi and Kadira kind of give us a bit more solidity, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in regards to Benedeschi, I, look, I, I'm a big fan. I, I, well, I was a big fan. I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed now because, you know, he just hasn't lived up to his, to his potential. I thought he was going to be a superstar. I genuinely, at one point, I thought, you know, this guy would take Dabala's place in the side. Because he had the physical attributes, he had the technical attributes, but I don't think he has the mental game to play yeah. for Juventus. Uh, and I think you know, for a team, if he if he went to a team like Roma, I think he'd be he'd set the world alight. Just like he plays for Italy, you know, he plays brilliant for Italy. Um, he just can't do it for Juventus. But yeah, look, him playing on the right wing isn't such a bad thing. You know, if he can produce a performance like he produced against Atletico and start producing them regularly, my God, that would be amazing. Winter, as they say for Kadira, winter January signing. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He's a guaranteed, he's a guaranteed signing. Um, but yeah, look, there'll be so much rotation. Every single one of them needed, you know, from the likes of Ducilio. You know, he's definitely going to be needed as well. Um, it would have been great Higuain playing, you know. I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of Higuain. He gives yeah. a lot to the shirt. I think a fully fit Higuain is brilliant. Um, but Douglas Costa, nobody, nobody can do the damage that man can. Yeah, especially against Moscow. I mean, that's kind of the main reason why I bought our third jersey was because of that one goal he scored where he went on that run. It was just unbelievable. I love that jersey. I love that jersey. Um, but uh, Yeah, no, I think I think it'll be them three up front and Bernadeschi will come on uh, 
will come on for either Dybala or him. Yeah, and I think like you said, with I think we we have to start using everyone. I think it's not uh, we don't really have a choice in the matter, even if let's say we don't particularly like Kadira, which <laughs> is my opinion. But I think I think yeah, we're gonna have to use everyone at our disposal because we don't know what problems we're gonna run into, and we have to be really flexible. I think even though even as as stubborn as Sari is, I think he he he'll even realize and admit that uh, it's gonna be. It's going to be a lot of football, so we got to we got to get use out of our players, at least for the uh, short term, right? Then after the season, I will uh, escort Kadira into retirement. <laughs> no, but no, he, until he, now, I can assure you, I can assure you, Kadira will be here next year. Oh no, he's <laughs> he's definitely he's definitely collecting that six million. Uh, I mean, <laughs> he's definitely he's definitely collecting that check. But um, Why, just a pre- just a prediction from you, uh, Adele. I know I'm gonna I'm gonna. Obviously, I'm going to hold mine because we still have a few days before yeah, we do that one. Okay. But kind of know, I kind of know, but I kind of know what uh, I have in mind the score. If but. I was to go for my prediction, I would say I'm going to go 3-0 Juve. And if I was to say who's going to score, um, I, I feel Dybala, uh, Dybala Ronaldo, and for Ronaldo. That is going to be... I don't think we'll see goals from midfield. Uh, I don't think we've got the midfielders who will be scoring goals for us. Uh, I think it will be Dybala and um, Dybala won Cristiano too. Uh, I don't see Milan having... Unless, look, there's a, a freakish handball, um, someone parries something. I just don't think they've got the threat to, to take us you know, to take us out at this stage. I just feel we'll be too hungry. We'll just have too much for them. All right. Um, yeah, and then uh, what do we do the the season? I know I'm going to have a season restart preview or whatever you want to call it. But um, how do you think? Obviously, I'm going to I'm going to assume you're going to say Juve is going to win the title. But uh, how do you see the uh, uh, yeah. top four uh, yeah. finishing? Yeah. Well, my heart says Juventus are going to win the title, but also my head. To be honest, I think uh, as I said earlier, look, I think Inter are going to are going to shoot off like a cannon. Uh, we have to, you know, I think what what is the difference? Six points, is it? Um, yeah. I, I think Inter will come, come, in, come in hot. Uh, I have a feeling that's you're going to fade away. I just think, you know, it, it's that thing about mental energy. You know, they had built up to a stage where they were getting so, so close to Juventus. And then this came. And it's quite hard to get up and running again. You know? Um, yeah, exactly. That, 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 is, that is a difficulty. You know, there's, it, 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 we'll see. Let, let's see the champions in the side. Because at this stage of the title race, you know, this is where championship mentality comes into play. Uh, and I just feel that, you know, we've won so much. I just think it's just going to push us over the line. We just won't stop. Uh, whereas them, you know, the pressure of taking down the dominance of Juventus is a huge thing. Yep, uh, it is. And I think that's going to weigh on them. And I genuinely feel, I know, I know they have, I know they've beaten us. I know they've beaten us convincingly. But I just think we just took them too lightly on both those occasions. I think they'll yeah. see the real Juventus. Step up. Um, it, it just kind of reminded me of the Inter match, you know. Uh, if you remember back in the day, you know, when we had Conte as our coach, even Allegri, remember the big matches when Juventus, you know, it doesn't matter who the competitor was, you know, they're challenging us for the title. They would come to our stadium, and what would we do to them? We'd brush just them aside. Them. Yeah, oh, we'd yeah. just brush them aside. We'd just come out too hungry. Uh, and the Inter match showed that to me. I was like, you know what? This side still got it. We've got the leaders in our team, and uh, and I just think I, I think it will be close. It will be close. I don't think they're going to fall away too much. Um, I, I in the end, I feel if I was to say Juventus will obviously win it, uh, Inter will be second, and I think Lazio will finish third. Oh, okay. So you think 
they'll still stay up there though as uh, they'll still stay in the Champions League spots. Yeah, yeah, and then no, certainly. Who do, who do you who do you think who do you think will be on that last one? I do you think it'll be Roma, Atalanta, maybe Milan I, coming I, up or Napoli? I I hope it's Atalanta because um, I just got such a soft spot for them. Uh, I, I think I think what they're doing is amazing. Um, you know, for limited resources, the football they play they cause us so many problems. Um, I think we're uh, we we've got a game against them, haven't we? Um, yes, I'm, I'm. I'm glad there's going to be no fans because God, those guys they they just don't stop running. They play some amazing, amazing football. Um, but yeah, no, I would say top four. Uh, top four would be Juve, Inter, Lazio, and um, and then Atlanta. Yeah, no, I think you got to. I feel bad for them as well. I mean, yeah. they're obviously they're already in the next round of the Champions League, which <laughs> is just sounds so weird coming out of my mouth. But yeah, it's. Um, yeah, they play an amazing brand, and I've always had, uh, I've always thought that Gasparini never really had a fair shake, which I'm happy because that would that means that uh, Inter had a horrible run during that time when he was coaching them so so briefly. But no, I, I think I think he's I think a lot of coaches are are a lot. He was underrated quite heavily, and uh, I'm happy to see him doing well. But uh, yeah, hopefully, like you said, we have a. Uh, a good game against because that that'll be a tricky match as well. Um, yep. Obviously, if let's say the season doesn't come to a success, uh, do you think Sari uh, gets another season to prove himself? Yeah. That's a question I for what's I, I, I certainly, I certainly think Sari's staying. There's no, I just do not see why we would have brought Sari back to get rid of him after a year. The only way I see is if Guardiola is available and you know he's he's ready to come to us. Um, because, but I just think Guardiola is going to stay another year, couple of years, and then he will make the move. Um, and it's not necessarily that he's going to make the move to Juventus. You know, uh, in terms of the finances, you know, they they are up there. You know, it's it, they're going to be our most serious threat going forward. And I think it's brilliant because we need competition in terms of revenue generation. Just in terms of just having someone, you know, a, a big competitor. I think it's brilliant to have that. In the league, um, but I think so. I think we're. I think we've got sorry for another couple of years comfortably. You know, we let's not forget the football that man played at Napoli. We've never seen the likes of that kind of football in Syria before. Right. You know, he took on the best of the best, and my God, you know, okay, yes, he didn't win with them, but he's got superstars at Juventus, and we've got players with much more technical ability. Um, so and we've got the machine Cristiano and you know we've got Paolo <laughs> uh, yeah. you know uh, we've got the prodigal son and Paolo um, you know look what he's done for him this year that alone should show us exactly what Sarri can do you know look at pa- Paolo was I mean did you, do you remember him from last year he was oh my god I felt so sorry for him last, last year <laughs> honestly yeah I'll tell me about genuinely, it genuinely he got so bad and I love Paolo so much you know he's by far my favourite Juventus player in the current crop I mean, okay, I take away. Gigi doesn't count for me. Uh, Gigi doesn't <laughs> count because uh, where he is, nobody. It's an obvious. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. And even Giorgio Chiellini, you know, I don't think yeah. they count. But if I was to say Paolo, is that honestly, it was Virgin Gun. I just thought, you myself, when he was in Pretty United, I thought, you know what, actually, I think we could actually do without him. I just didn't feel that he was that key to us uh, at the end of last year. I just thought, oh, okay, hang on, we're still winning without him. Why would we actually need him? If we can cash in, let's do it. But no. Not right now. I think he's he's he, he, we've seen the real Paolo Dybala again. Yeah, no, I think um, I think what I noticed though is that he was very key when he came on and he was he brought the energy. That's what I really like to see. Yeah. Is even though he wasn't getting the rub from the uh, 
from the coaching staff, it was uh, it was that just the energy that he brought on, and now obviously what he's done, obviously in the shortened season that we've had so far, and obviously now that's going to come back. Yeah. But um, yeah, no, I think for Sari, I think a lot a lot of people say it well had said it well on um, on on Twitter, and that's that he he doesn't really have his team and. I know a lot of people didn't necessarily thought that they're getting an Allegri style coach. And I think obviously if that was the case, if that's what the management thought, then they did a horrible job because um, they should have known how stubborn he was. But I think, yeah, like he definitely needs to be given. And obviously the fact that we haven't addressed the midfield problem, even though we've gotten Rabio and Ramsey, I thought that was more of a bandaid than anything. Uh, yeah. But um, yeah, no, I, I think definitely give him another chance. Um, unless, like you said, someone that we're really looking for comes up, and I, I, I honestly think that if even if we had Guardiola this year, I don't see us playing in a in any better of a way because, yeah. like I said, to have them to to play the style that they need to have, you need to have the proper midfield, and I've always said that, and I stand by that. So exactly, and I think that I think the key thing that you know, look, we as fans, you know, it's all it's all about heart. Sometimes we forget about all the other elements that go into running a football club. Juventus is not run like a a sugar daddy club, you know. Where you know, <laughs> yes, we've got billion dollar owners, you know, they earn so much money, um, but they're not going to pump millions into our club like you know, for for example, like the PSG's would or the Man City. Right. That's just not going to happen. We're run as a as a business. Um, to, to become profitable and self-sustainable. Now, if you have a look at it, like Petrucci, look, he's still relatively young in, in, terms, of, in terms of the role that he's actually doing. Right. You know, Beppe was so much more experienced than him. So, you know, in, in any job, people are going to make certain mistakes. People are going to, to make, you know, some brilliant ideas, you know, are going to come out. And I think we've just got to give him a bit of time. He's still finding his feet in his role, um, as is Nedved as well. Um, and I think going forward, what they, what if we have a look back at what they have done for the team, I think it's brilliant. I mean, like the Ronaldo deal, that was all Patrici, you know. Yeah, you exactly. Know, he, he made sure that deal happened. Um, yes, it was a risk, but look what it's done to us as a profile as a club. It's just taken us to a whole new level. And I genuinely feel if coronavirus hadn't come, we would have had made a huge big money signing in midfield. I, I, I feel Pogba would have been here because if you look yeah. at it, Ronaldo, Delit came. What was next? It was always going to be another big money signing because we're looking at players who are going to a improve our technical, you know, in terms of the technical aspect of the team, but also you are going to generate us revenue, shirt sales. You know, yeah, uh, exactly. Raise, raise the profile of the club. Um, so yeah, I mean, whether Pogba comes in now or not, who knows what's going to happen there? You know, Real Madrid will always be in the hunt for him as well. Um, right. But I just think we just need to stick with Patricia, and I think the fans, as fans, we also need to think about some of the financial elements of things. You know, uh, but sometimes that gets lost in translation because you know you you just want your, the best for your team. But right. sometimes the best for your team is well, hang on. If if we have to go through a mediocre transfer window in order to stop us getting sanctioned by financial fair play next year, well, all by all means, do it. <laughs> you know, um, <laughs> uh, it, it is as fans. It is you know we we just we just want the best for our team. Um, but yeah, that's why sometimes on Twitter and whatnot, you know, you see so many angry fans and you just start laughing uh, because you're like, well, if, if you sit back and think about it, well, you know what? We actually need to balance the books. <laughs> if you looked at our wage bill, it's ridiculous. 
Oh yeah, exactly. And that that's kind of how I always I'm like, wait, hold don't put the uh the cart before the horse. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. There's uh a lot of people I know that they're throwing around the 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 FIFA Ultimate Team uh, ideas that come out of uh, Twitter, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, no, it's definitely something that we need to uh, be careful of because you don't want to get that ban like Man City. No. I mean, Man City is the they're the Teflon Don in a sense because uh, they seem to have been getting away with a lot of stuff. And I mean, we still don't know what the the solution or the the actual outcome of that. Because exactly. I'm sure they're going to appeal to the Court of Arbitration of Sports, so that's still going to be a, a little ways down. I think down. that started. I think the CAS. Oh, has it? Okay. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I saw something on BBC News. I think they, it started either this week or the coming week that they're going to start that. Um, but what's going to happen? Because, again, right. with COVID and whatnot, I mean, what are you guys going to what, what, what is What's going to be the decision? You know? Yeah. And then are they going to give, yeah. they gonna give leeway the to teams? <laughs> Yeah, are they going to give leeway to teams now that obviously might be going down a certain path? Like obviously Barcelona's had a, a lot of debt as well, and that's been rumored. Um, but uh, obviously something to talk about revenue. I don't know if you've uh, recently seen Juve obviously uh, just unveiled their 2021 training gear and their like uh, anthem jacket, and uh, I got to give them uh, props where it's due and. Uh, it's actually it's really beautiful. nice. Yeah, it's, it's really nice. It's uh, it's something I would definitely wear. Um, so I, I did I, as soon as I saw it, I popped it in the group as well, and and you know it's I think everyone just likes it. Um, but yeah, look, I like the jersey. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, I'm 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 not sold, especially on that third kit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the hell that was all about. The second about. kit I'm in love with. I think it's brilliant. I think the first kit is better than this year's kit. Yeah. I think I'll get used but, to it. Yeah, but I think, uh, yeah, at least we're going back to fuller stripes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I, I think I'll get you. I think, obviously, like, uh, like I tell everyone, I'm I'm addicted to this stuff. So it's like, I'm going to buy it anyways. So it's exactly. not really, even though I might not necessarily be my A1 kit, but it's, uh, yeah, no, I'm sure that one will that one improve. But yeah, no, definitely they put in, they put in the work. I mean, Kind of, they have like a, a eggshell, if you want to call it, with like pink accents on the UV uh, yeah. details and stuff like that. And they also have just right the the black and white kind of Adidas stripes back and forth on each shoulder. Um, so that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, I think that that that's a good start to go back into. And yeah, that jacket just looks slick, all black, and. Uh, yeah, no, I think they did a really good job with that. That's for sure. So, yeah, definitely pick that up at your uh, local UV <laughs> store. Support no, the team. I don't have a UV store here, but I'll have to just purchase it online. <laughs> oh, me too. But uh, now, now, thankfully, they've given those options. Unlike yeah. their tickets that they, unlike the tickets that oh, they wow. make uh, a pain in the ass to buy, they, uh, they, they're actually given like free shipping and stuff like that for for all of us in like North America and. Other other bigger locations now, so I'll take that. I'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> but um, you know, just to wrap up, uh, kind of a tradition for anyone who has been to the UVA Stadium, mm. which I like to call it that. I don't like to put, put no brands in front of the in front of the name. But you know, uh, something we do here at the the Back to Black and White podcast, 
is uh, kind of, you know, reminisce about the time, the first time that we've been to the stadium and, you know, who was playing and kind of the pre-match experience. And, uh, yeah, man, the floor is all yeah, yours. Sure, sure. Uh, I mean, I won't talk, uh, I mean, my most memorable. It probably wasn't even the first time I went. It was uh, when we had... Uh, the Stadio degli Alpi, and um, it, I was I was very young. I couldn't even probably remember the age I was, but I was in Turin. Dal Piero was still playing for us, um, you know, uh, which 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 was amazing. Um, it was probably hang on if I go back to it when we had Patrick Vieira as well in the side. So yeah, it was it was a long long time ago now. Uh, if you if had it, and um, we're outside the team hotel because. The thing is in Turin, uh, and I don't know what it's like. I mean, obviously now they will probably be at the J Hotel. Uh, but before games, they always used to be at this one specific hotel. And we were staying um, directly opposite it. So uh, what would happen is um, everyone before before they're about to board uh, on the bus, they'd kind of clear the whole hotel. Everyone would kind of step outside. Um, and so obviously I, I went there, you know, stood stood in line just waiting for just to get a glimpse of, of, uh, of the players. Um, and actually, no, sorry, my apologies. It wasn't, they weren't actually coming out, they were actually going inside, they were okay. actually going into the hotel. Um, so what all, all that happened was, and I was only really young, I was uh, I was quite overweight at the time as well, you know. <laughs> uh, so, uh, so this little fat kid, uh, outside, uh, outside uh, this this hotel waiting for waiting for a glimpse, and it was always Dal Piero who I wanted a glimpse of. So, uh, and all I see is a car just drive past. And um, and and my sister turned around. And she went, "That's Del Piero." I went, "What?" And she went, "That's Del Piero." <laughs> I just started running. I just I just ran. Booked it. And so this and literally, I just chased uh, this car. <laughs> and what, what it did, it just went down the road, turned right, and it went straight into um, straight into a, a car park. Now okay. there was security outside, and they were shouting in Italian. But listen, I just didn't listen. I was only a kid. And I just, oh, I, I, it was just Del Piero for me. Uh, so I run down, run down, run down, and the car stops. And I'm still obviously trying to catch up to the car because uh, I was slightly overweight. Uh, and uh, up, out pops Del Piero. And literally, he just says, just he says, one minute, goes to the boot, picks out his, uh, obviously it must have been gym bag, whatnot, right. and puts the bag down. Um, and he signs, uh, he signs my shirt, signs my little autograph book, uh, and taps me on the head. And I tell you, no word of a lie, it was one of the best moments of my life. Honestly, it was just, it was just, you know, just to see like he actually took the time to do that. Yeah, and I think and he's you know, uh, he's been quite honest about giving back to the fans and showing so his nice. appreciation, right? So nice because obviously the security guards were chasing me as well, and he was just like, it's, it's, it's fine, it's fine, uh, whatever he said in Italian. And uh, honestly, it was uh, it was one of the most uh, amazing surreal experiences. You know, you meet an idol like that, especially for me. Uh, at such a young age, or something I will never forget, uh, to be honest. Uh, and uh, yeah, so that's that was my experience. And obviously, you know, uh, the Delhi Alpi was. Uh, I mean, look, it's I much prefer the new stadium. You know, it's modern, it's right. beautiful. Uh, you're so close. It's it's more like a, a Premier League stadium. You know, when you're on top of the team, and you know, you can kind of, you know, you get a real grip into what's going on in the game. You can actually see where the Delhi Alpi was so far back. Used to right. kind of just watch the games off the screens. Uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was so difficult, but you know what? It uh, it, it, it holds its own. The Delhi Alpi does, you know, its history. Um, but uh, yeah, how about yourself? Uh, have you been able to catch any of the matches? Because obviously, I know you're you're quite far away. So in terms of traveling, it must. Yeah, well, like I said, like, like I said in the first one, it was honestly. I'm actually just like you know, I'm like I'm jealous. I'm a little jealous of your the whole situation, man. Like that was all. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I 
unfortunately I was obviously in Canada, right? So yeah. it's it, it does take a, you know a, a hop, skip, and a jump just to, <laughs> just to get over there, and uh, you know. It was uh, unfortunately I wasn't able to watch Telpiero live or I mean in person. Um, hopefully I'll be able to meet him one day. I know uh, he's down in LA and he's yeah, been he to is. the uh, to the uh, to the restaurant a few times there. His restaurant with the with the fans. So uh, hopefully I'd be able to do that. But yeah, no, I that's that's awesome, man. I think. Um, yeah. No, how uh... how. Um, how was like in terms of when you went to the Del Alpi, was it pretty easy to get like uh, the tickets and whatnot? Like, do so, you kind of yeah, remember? I mean, the, the, the Delhi, the Del, the Delhi Alpi, it was so much easier. I mean, you could turn up to Turin and you know, there used to be shops there where you know you can go in and you can purchase go your tickets. You know, it was so much easier. Whereas now, I mean, A, a the tickets are stupidly priced. <laughs> you know, it's uh, let's let's not be around the bush there. You know, it's uh, it is extortionate, but you know, at the same time, I just feel that. I know how much cheaper can they make the tickets because, look, we're running a football club at the end of the day. Um, But if I look at, you know, Premier League, if I look at the Premier League, I'm in the UK, you know, people get tickets for ridiculously cheap. I'm just like, why is it so expensive at Juventus? Why is it that much? You know, it it is a bit silly. Um, But, yeah, no, it was so much easier to get tickets back Back for the Delhi Alpi, probably because there was so much room and not many people used to turn up. But <laughs> uh, yeah, it, tell it, me. It was, it was, it was <laughs> besides so the curva, besides the curva, exactly, there. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, no, it was uh, it was really easy to get tickets um, tickets back then. Yeah, and I mean, it must be nice being in uh, the the UK and being able to. I, I was amazed at how cheap your guys' flights are all around Europe. It's like ridiculous. I mean, obviously, we're not talking. We're not talking about uh, necessarily luxury airliners, but still, it's it's unbelievable how yeah, the access around the continent. Like an hour or two, and it's uh, and it and it, and it's and that is a great benefit of uh, of being here. But I think I think one of the things that I'd like to do is uh, is go to a Juventus game with some of the fans. You know, some 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 of the guys from our Juventus uh, group chat. You know, it'd be it would be amazing if we could all you know not all of us, but you know whoever called, whoever had yeah exactly. To catch a game together. I think that would be something like that would be ultimate, you know, uh, Juventus fan club thing, uh, you know, to catch to catch a game. But you know, again, when when you look at it, it's because um, everyone's based around the world, it does become difficult. But uh, I guess the great thing that we do have is having that group chat, having that community, you know, where you can share share so many things about Juventus and also just get friends in real life. You know, I think that's one of the things that I've got got from the Juventus group chat is that you know there's some some guys in there who who I've made great friends with, you know, and yeah, we chat about exactly. family sometimes, you know, you chat about a host of other things. Um, and I think that's, uh, and credit to, you know, guys like yourself, who have made that possible for us. So. Well, thank, so thank you. you. I mean, I'm just, like I said, uh, like I've said in the beginning, it, I'm just a small part and whatever part that may be, I hope to, you know, entertain and, you know, just give an outlet for, for fans. And obviously I really like the idea that, uh, that, you know, Al of all Uvecast established and bringing in fans who you know you don't necessarily hear all the time because exactly. I think in in life when you're hearing all these talking heads all the time, it's like okay, we need a new we need a new kind of fresh uh, take uh, at times because it's just getting monotonous and and it's it's all the same. And to hear stories like yours where you get to go to 
to uh, Torino and, and meet Del Piero, one of your idols, my idol. You know, it's uh, it's great to hear and talk about and share stories and yeah. things that necessarily didn't happen. Like like I said, for me, it was the ticketing experience was horrible. That's why I asked you. Oh, um, really? Yeah, it was just like it, it declined like three times. I had a credit card that was like basically brand new, full, no credit used on it. <laughs> and it just didn't. Declined. And it just didn't want to go. I don't know if it was maybe because it's a Canadian bank, obviously, Italian uh, ticket site. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah, I just did not want to go. And I was oh, like, and I thought I lost it at that point. I was like, I thought I was never, I thought I wasn't going to be able to go. And that was, like, specifically one of the, re- obviously, it was a school trip slash vacation slash mm. going to see Juve. So I tried to combine a couple things. A lot of people in North America you know, try and make it over there for yeah. a good chunk of time, right? To make it yeah. worth the money spent to come and, over. And worth the journey as well at the same time. Oh, exactly, exactly. You want to see a couple games if you can or whatnot. But, uh, yeah, if you can, that'd be great. But yeah, I mean, yeah, it has become increasingly difficult. I think, I think what, uh, I mean, well, now, uh, I don't know if, I don't know if fans are going to be allowed in the stadiums at any point during the end of the season. Yeah, they were saying, I think, maybe 10... They were looking at even possibly 10% for the Champions League game against Lyon. That's kind of been speculated about. But yeah. uh, who knows? I mean, knows? If, if they're like, should we take the risk? I wouldn't... I mean, it, it's nice, but it's like, do you really want to reintroduce... Exactly. You know? So, I mean, we'll see. I mean, we'll, again, when the num- we'll see what the numbers are like in August, right? Because that's when yeah, that exactly. game would be played. Exactly. And then... If we get there without a hiccup, then hey, I have no problem with that. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, it would suck if like that happened. We get to the next round and then all of a sudden they cancel the Champions League. Oh, no. Knock on wood. I, know. I genuinely feel, I don't know about you, I just think that, you know, I think if, if we look at the Champions League, and there's going to be maybe a question for you is who would you look at in the Champions League? You know, if you look at European teams. Yeah. Um, say prior to the prior to the last round, you know, because obviously some fixtures have been played. Who would you have said is a team who you probably wouldn't like to face? Uh Bayern, I think. Is it Bayern for you? Okay. So yeah, you know, I think because they're looking, they're looking good, and they've kind of always been that team. Like we've lost to them obviously twice I've in the knockout. Team, yeah, yeah. So they're not really a good team for us. I find when we match up against them. Certainly, certainly. I think for at me, least from past experience. Yeah, yeah. For me, I mean, I, right now, I, I agree with you. It is Bayern. I think they're in form. I think they've got a fantastic team, um, and they and they can hurt us. Um, but again, I think we can hurt them equally. Um, I think prior to obviously the last round is it was Liverpool. I, yeah. I didn't. Liverpool was the kind of team that I just didn't want to face. You know that kind of team that presses you, and I just thought, okay, you know yeah. what? I don't think we're I don't think we're quite ready to be pressed like that. You know, we don't play sorry ball. It's not embedded into us at the moment, you know what I'm trying to say? So, uh, yep. so really, that's not a, a kind of team that I would like to have faced. Uh, but that being said, if we get past Leon, I genuinely feel that we've, we've got as good a chance as, as we've had in so long. Uh, well, actually, I say that, but every year we have a good chance. You know, like I yep. had last year, you know, really, we should oh, be a team like that and going <laughs> through, you know? There's no two ways about it. But you don't, get these, don't get these, don't get it started again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, I do, I, you know, I think I, I look around and I think there's not many teams that can hurt us. You know, if you look at the Reals, you look at the Barcelonas, even Man City, I just I just think, yes, they're great teams. I just feel like we just have more than them. There's nothing yeah. to, you know, Juventus, we don't have to walk in there and fear them. 
No, I think I think Man City, like you said, is. I still think they're not very experienced, and I think we could walk over exactly. a team like that. Exactly. exactly. Same with PSG; they've had their they've had their issues in the yeah. past. Obviously, yeah. the comebacks and stuff like that, and even losing to Man U last year was kind of a real shocker to me. Yeah, exactly. and that kind of, and everyone really talking about Mbappe. That's kind of something that uh, kind of was a mark against his. Uh, and I know you can't say obviously one player, but. A guy that, uh, like, I don't know if he watched that, those two legs, but yeah. he was, like, missing sitters, like, left and right. It was almost it was almost like Ronaldo last year. Yeah, it's pressure, isn't it? I guess it's it's what pressure does, and you forget how young he is. Uh, such, yeah, exactly. such a talent, um, but he is only young. You know, what is he, 20 no, years exactly. old? Is that? Um, yeah. So, you know, the pressure can it's get ridiculous. to the greatest of people, but uh, boy, oh boy, would I love to see him at Juventus one day. Oh, definitely. <laughs> well, so I'm, I'm like, hey, if, they, if PSG was, like, We'll take Ronaldo for like Mbappe plus money. I'd be like, done. Sign it. Done. Sign the check right now. <laughs> uh, you know what? No, I say done. But you know what? I'm saying that. I just oh, I would, man. You know, I would. You know what? No, of course. Look, if you you got, it, of course. You know, realistically speaking, of course. Uh, but um, God, having Ronaldo is just. Uh, I still oh, can't that, believe it that. sometimes. I just still sometimes just think, oh my God, does he still he plays for Juventus? Like, not that he plays for Juventus. Like he's playing for my club. I'm so used to him haunting yeah. and haunting us uh, in the Champions exactly. League, and you know you see him score hat loads of goals, and when he does it for your for your team, you're like, wow, this guy is he's a machine. And and I was always I was always more Ronaldo than Messi. You know, don't get me wrong, I would never I would never want to compare the two because I think they're both brilliant right. in their own right. Um, but I was always more favoured towards Ronaldo. Uh, I just felt that he has that more human kind of connection to him, you know, with the fans. Yeah, uh, and now that we've got him. Wow, what a man. <laughs> no, exactly, exactly. No, for me, it was, I honestly, it was always sick of that conversation. I yeah, was like, yeah. fuck you guys. We got Del Piero. We got all these <laughs> fucking legends here. We got Buffon. I don't give a shit about Messi or Ronaldo. Yeah, That's exactly. what my opinion was. But yeah. it's, um, yeah, no, it's definitely nice to have them. And uh, I'm, I'm really hoping it pays off for us because we've been waiting quite a bit. Certainly. Certainly. And then again, with uh, the Liverpool thing you were saying, I think uh, what's scary about them is they play a lot like Lazio with the counterattacking football. So, so, I think if we weren't, and I mean, it, it, we lost to Lazio twice, not learning a week apart. So that could be interesting as well. But um, yeah, man, I, I think uh, as long if unless you have anything else you want to bring up, I think uh, no, no, obviously just saying thank you, uh, thank you for having me on, thank you for doing what you're doing for the Juventus community. Um, I enjoyed listening to your podcast and I, um, I'm looking forward to uh, the next one. Um, and uh, yeah, it's, it's again, yeah, just just thank you very much for what you've done. Yeah, no, thank you for coming on, uh, Adele. I, I appreciate it. Um, I want to get as many new voices as I can on here. It's, uh, it's always great to hear different stories, different backgrounds from yeah. different places around the world. And I think we all kind of have our own unique story and... Our club is again a unique club that I don't think you find too many uh, uh, histories like ours. And nope. it's um, yeah, no, it's really nice to have everyone on, and it seems to be going pretty smooth. Again, I appreciate all the support from everyone out there, and um, yeah, I think uh, this is gonna be a wrap on the first one. Again, if you don't know, um, on Twitter at Juventinita D A L. Uh, Instagram as well, same uh, same uh, tag, and then obviously now we have 
the podcast up on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and um, yeah, Podbean as well. If anyone uses that, I'm not sure. But um, yeah, guys, thanks for listening. And uh, as always, fino alla fine, forza Juventus. Ciao. Ciao.